Are dents and scratches putting a dent in your day? Introducing Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide, your trusted solution for automotive woes. With over two decades of expertise, Rogerstein Crash Repairs guarantees top-notch service, restoring your vehicle to its former glory in no time. From minor dings to major collisions, our skilled technicians handle it all with precision and care using state-of-the-art equipment and techniques. Rogerstein Crash Repairs saved my car. It looks brand new. Fast, friendly and reliable. I wouldn't trust anyone else with my vehicle. Don't let accidents slow you down. Visit Rogerstein Crash Repairs Adelaide at 14 Penner Avenue, Glind for quality service you can count on. And here's a special offer just for our listeners. Mention this podcast and receive a $100 discount on your repair. Roger Steen Crash Repairs Adelaide. Excellence in every repair. Past players. Past legends. Past legends. We welcome, welcome aboard David Wildey. North Adelaide, 146 games, 32 goals, life member, uh, former prospect cricketer as well. Sobers Richards Wildy, we'll get to that in terms of a couple of batting trophies at, at, at Prospect Land. And of course, media wise, where it's more, more what Wilds hasn't done than done in terms of <laughs> being around just your, you know, your casual 31 grand finals. Is that all? Yeah, 26 years on AA, now moved over to SEN. And yeah, so welcome aboard, Wilds. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great to be here. I think you just robbed me of three. GF, so 34 now. Well, yeah, I was, a bit of, bli- bit of blighty on that. Yeah, apologies on that. I was, I admit, I was <laughs> going to check that up, check that beforehand. Yeah, so I should have That's done fine. that. Damn, Wikipedia doesn't quite give us no, the accurate no, results yeah. every time. We knew it was above 30 anyway. Yes. Right, we'll start at, start at the beginning. How did you get into football, obviously, for North Adelaide? I always loved footy, uh, but I barracked for Norwood for the yes, first don't worry, I was going to get to that, Wilts. 18 years of my life, and um, I live one street on the boundaries on the North Adelaide side, played um, all, all my junior football at Walkerville. Then I badly broke my leg when I was 15 and playing against the men on a Sunday league. And I missed two and a half years of uh, football, went back to Walkerville and under um, 18s, we won the premiership there. And um, someone from North Adelaide must have seen me play because they asked me out the following year. And I, I played under 19s there. And um, in the early days, I used to play under 19s and go and watch Norwood play. So, Took me a long while to get away from the Red Legs, but um, that's how it started. Basically, got picked up from Walkerville, and uh, state junior sides as well, as well, Wild. So it was primary, state primary schools uh, with cricket and all that as well. Was footy, footy on the horizon there as well? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, you used to often have the district. You know, you go to Melbourne. I played at Walkerville and Red Broadview and Gips Cross, Green Acres, those St Pauls, those sort of clubs, and. Made a lot of the association sides, um, but I think cricket early might have been my main passion, but it sort of turned when I got a bit older, joined the fire brigade, and um, it was one had to go, and it wasn't going to be the fire brigade, and and I had, had the backing of Mike Noonan, the senior coach at the time, and uh, yeah, the rest is history. I do want to go back to the uh, St. Peter's YCW now with the <laughs> Adelaide Uni people and uh, people around Adelaide with this one. When Wilds broke his leg, he copped 
the as we know, the most dangerous thing in Adelaide, the RBV, the random Boz Maloney visit. Now you can, you know, RB, RBT, yes, the fine and lose your license, but he couldn't get away from Boz. Yeah, well, only it's funny. I, 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 he's finally convinced me to play in the, as a Sunday league at the time, and I reckon only lasted a couple of quarters. And a couple of big guys, I was very, very skinny back then. A couple of big guys went from each side of my leg, and it was, it was a really nasty fracture. And in fact, I had my leg in plaster for nine months back then, and I grew about five inches, so it wasn't probably great timing. But yeah, but Boz came and visited me in hospital and brought chocolates in and, and even picked me up, Malcolm. Um, we used to play cards. He used to play cards on a, might have been a Thursday night at St. Peter's. And when you're in plast and can't get around, it was a really nice gesture. So he sort of looked after me. But, uh, gee, that seems a long while ago now. Two what? hours of your life you'll never get back with. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, casual 99 goals for Walkerville under-18s. Couldn't quite get that 100, Wilts. No, we... We kicked in the. I, we sort of. Um, I got to ninety nine in the grand final too. I think I kicked six in the in the grand final, which we won in what, in under eighteens. What year was that? Uh, God, that would be nineteen seventy seven or seventy eight. And but uh, that year, I also played four or five games for Walkerville Seniors and um, and one game for North Adelaide under nineteens. But we had a very good team back then. It was a great year. The following year, went out to under nineteens and. Rodney Robin was my yeah. coach there. They played me in the ruck. And once again, I weighed, I think, 11 and a half, kilo, 11 and a half uh, stone back then. I'd be rather, a bit worried and, if it was 11 and a half kilos. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put on about that from that yeah. time. But um, I said to Rodney, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm not a ruckman. I'm a forward. And and after about the fifth round there, he put me to full forward. And we won a heap of games in a row, made the grand final. And... This time I got my hundred yes. goals in the grand final, so it was um, yeah, it was a lucky breaker. We didn't win it. Um, played against West Adelaide, Grantley Filkey, I think Randall Bennett, a couple of their stars. Filkey kicked three goals in the first three minutes, and that was basically the what they beat us by throughout the you know whole day. And then, so admittedly, my first memories of you are cricket uh, and that and that side of things. I, I always weigh, rated you really highly. With cricket, it's pretty incredible your A-grade district debut. Who do you go out and face, the first bowler you faced? First bowler I faced was the great Kenneth George Cunningham. Um, I'd actually run him out the previous day, so he wasn't really happy with me. And <laughs> back then I batted number seven, came out number seven. And uh, KG was bowling his little wobblers. He's yep. quite a, Actually, KG was quite fat back then. I know you're allowed to say yes. fat these days, but yes. he was. Yep. KG would admit it. Yep. Um, I oh, yeah, got. A, I think I made a few runs. Wasn't out, not out uh, at the end, and that was my debut. But and it's just ironic. From that point, we've we've become friends, you know, for yeah. forty years and worked together for so long. So mm. that was the first, yeah, my first A grade game against Sturt out at uh, Unley Oval. Do you, do you used to give him a bit of grief on that, or does he give you a bit of grief on that? Oh, I, I'm not <laughs> sure he remembers. He always makes out he, you know, you ran me out, you so and so. But I'm not sure yeah, he'd remember I, me, but. I agree but with I, you on that one, Wilts. Yes. I remembered him though, Malcolm, and uh, <laughs> but he he's so belligerent on the field. He was um, yes. he was oh. really quite nasty, and um, you know, swear at the young kids and that. Now he's such. A, I mean, he's a gentleman off the field. There's none yeah. better than KG. But is it, back in those days too? We played against guys like Mick Clingley Senior, yeah. uh, Clacker Clark. I played against um, as a seventeen-year-old. Uh, Jack Nason. They're all these yeah. guys. Back in those days, the older guys, Bob Blewett, they all stayed around and 
and it was a really strong competition. Even the yeah. Test cricketers played district cricket yeah. back then. Yeah, so you played Ian and Greg Chapel and that, and it was it was every side had a couple of older guys who were the teachers, and it was a strong comp. I, you know, I scored for Kenzie as a kid, so you know I watched a lot back then, and, and yeah, it was. Um, you know, I think it's that Salisbury side with Bradbrook and uh, Corsby, Zato. Geez, oh yeah, uh, well, Trevor Pearson, almost Fang Pryor. Kenzie had an almost at a state side, and that's probably where we might have met Malcolm. I yeah. love playing at uh, Parkinson Oval. Yeah. That's a, I guess Sam Parkinson and I grew up together. Basically, we made the state primary school together with Harvey Jolly. That's the first time yep. I set eyes on Sam. And uh, once again, it's amazing you have a friendship right throughout from you know basically under 11s to to what we are now. Speaking of Harley, Harvey Jolly, I actually played against him in bowls today. Oh, there you go. Really? Yeah, oh, I did small, indeed, oh, yes. The old small Adelaide. Say g'day to Harvey and his dad, Bruce Jolly, yes. was their team manager when we went to Sydney to play, um, yep. I think it might have been 1972, around that time, so a long while ago. Oh, Bruce was involved for a lot of years yep. with, with junior sport and that he was a fantastic contributor in in uh, that regard. So you, let's go back to footy a little bit. Uh, you league the boo, round four, 1980. Five goals under the coaching of the greatest and Barry Robin against uh, against the Peckers. Yeah, I only got in because Mike Dosner was yeah. suspended. Um, I came up and lucky enough to um, kick five goals. Uh, actually, got, I think I kicked three or four of my first three or four kicks in league footy, but played the next week, only got one, I think, one or two, and then Dosner came back and never played again that year. And then... Of course, Barry left the club and Mike Noonan came and uh, that sort of resurrected. He, he made me believe I could play football and uh, I basically gave away cricket instantly and um, after he came as a coach and and, and he's right, he played a bit like, he's bit, bit like the Jack Odie school. If they believe in you and they think you can yeah. play, they play you. Yeah. And, you that. and you feel a million dollars for them backing you on that? Well, yes. I did. Um, I mean, I wasn't sure. Back then, I just played footy with my mates. I just enjoyed it. It wasn't really a big deal for me. I played a couple of league games and thought maybe that's all I'll play. But he actually sat me down and I'll never forget. He said to me, um, um, there's a few people at this club that don't think you can play. But he said, but I do. And of course, your chest you know, pumps out. You feel like you're about eight foot tall. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll tell you what, if you're prepared to put in and um, and give away your cricket, he said, you've got a big future here and I'll play you. And I, I made up my mind because I just joined the, the fibre grade yeah. in that time, doing shift work. It was Cricket became almost impossible. So I did that, I think, at the age of 23. And um, and he played me. And I, he was a wonderful coach. Had him for the next, uh, you know, seven or eight years. So I always wonder how far you could have gone with your cricket. You know, as I said, just scored on that game. You played in the state under 23 Uh at Adelaide Oval, you know, and of course you've at least you've always got that famous honour board at at, uh, at Prospect, uh, and there was sober sobers in sixty one, Richards in seventy one, Wildey in eighty one. That's always something you can, uh, yeah, two pretty fair names to uh, associate in that regard, Wilds. Well, it's funny, and Barry Richards is quite a good friend now too. Yeah. But we Hooks used to tell that at the late David Hooks at Sportsman's Nights and. He said, what's the difference between the three great cricketers? And they used to say, well, Gary Sobers was left-handed. Or, you know, <laughs> it was, we've had a lot of jokes over the years. And I think Blewett won it in 92. He didn't quite keep the – this is Greg Blewett. Didn't yes. quite the run going. But, yeah, I'm very lucky. I mean, uh, um, obviously, Sobers, they 
say, the greatest cricketer of all time. Um, and Barry Richards is as good a bat as I've seen. So yeah. obviously way, way better than me. But, yeah, to be on the same board as him is, is quite good. Did, did I read that, somewhere that um, Sobers rated you as the best? I know that Joel Garner. Joel Garner, sorry. Joel, Joel Garner, Garner rated Wilds as the best bowler, uh, best batsman he bowled to in Adelaide District Cricket. So that's yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know that. Yep, um, yep. Malcolm told me that, but I made, I think, made fifty odd against Glenelg when he first came to Australia. Where, um, he came and played a district match at Glenelg, and that's that's the only time I've actually played against Joel. Obviously, that was the year I reckon Malcolm had that. Took that amazing amount of wickets too. Yeah, 81, 80, um, 81, 82, 81, 82, I reckon yeah. it is. So I'm going to check that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, I'll never forget him walking out. I was fielding it in the covers and he walked out. His pads, I reckon, were as tall as most people. He's the biggest guy you've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. I mean, what was he, about six foot eight, six yeah, foot nine? Six foot but, nine. but he seemed bigger than that. Like uh, the biggest pads and a really nice guy. Like he was, uh, a very fearsome bowler, but a very gentle guy. And so, uh, he sort of made a lot of friends here in South Australia. Yeah, a lot of female friends too. He don't worry about that. Yeah, you heard the story, didn't you? Malcolm, he drove the two forty Z, and he took the front seat out and drove it from the back. He was that big. <laughs> he sat in the back seat and uh, and drove the car. Uh, Police academy style, uh, where Hightower yeah, Hightower sits in the back seat doing his driving test. <laughs> it really was, but uh, yeah, what a cricketer he was. So. And then, so the the footy and bit of ironry there. So the footy wise, your rep, your North Adelaide's representative mainly on the you know, the KG with a footy show, and that sort of ended up being a big part of getting you or part of getting you into the media with KG, who originally getting yeah. you involved at Five DN. Yeah, maybe it did play a part, but I'm a bit like you, Malcolm. I'm a footy nut. When yeah. I was, my dad took me to the football when I was four and five, and I could recite. Every seconds player, you know, from David Shillaby wearing number twenty-two back in yep. the, yep. you know, the late sixties. I just knew them. And Damien Nygaard when I was a kid, and I saw Neil Curley break Nygaard's jaw sure. uh, yep. at Nord yep. Oval. But I had an interest in that, and almost a photographic memory. So, I think I've always loved that side of football. And uh, yeah, for North Adelaide, they they put me up as a as a players rep to go on the TV and radio quite regularly. And that, um, but I always always wanted to commentate. It's funny, I never really thought I would, but I always thought I could and wouldn't mind getting a chance. And it's just funny how things open doors and you, you know, something goes your way and you get a chance and it's been, what, 30, 35 years doing it. What's your favourite memories there, Wilds? With the commentary? Commentary, or? yeah. yeah. Uh, I think game-wise, game-wise there's been a few. I think the Crows... You know, 97, uh, 98 grand yep. finals. Um, Central District winning their first in the samples, outstanding. The bloodbath in um, 91, yep. North Adelaide and West. I wasn't playing, but I was commentating. But some of the trips away, uh, I spent, as I said, 20 years sitting next to KG. We'd go to Tasmania and stay at the Grand Chance. They would call a game then. KG was a bit fond of the old white wine, and I'd have to tuck him into bed at night, and I nearly <laughs> tripped over the bottles as I walked out. But... Um, it's just, uh, and all the friends you make. When I first called, I called with Gary Window, Ian Aitken, Pat Hall. I've called with Hooksy, Ray Fewings, KG, um, Rowie. You, you go through a Chris Dipmay, you go through the whole lot over a lot of years. It's And they're all they're all good people in their own way. They're all different, but I think the friendships we've made, Graham Corns as well, of course, and Russell, the late Russell Ebert, it's been um, an amazing journey. And, and 
to get paid to do what you love is, you know, there's no, no better job. Um, I go to, I do it for free. I just go there and I just love it. To, when you, when the ball bounces, you're not sure what's going to happen in the next 10 or 15 minutes. And been lucky enough to see a lot of good games, a lot of showdowns. Um, yeah, over a number of years, you get to see a lot of games. Uh, the Crows, Adelaide. Yep. I'll go back to my my the line for the radio people to paint the picture. I will say the best radio I've ever heard was the Ted Witten the Ted Witten lap. Well, you, you know, I I I pulled over driving. I was driving. I can tell you exactly. I was driving to Jets Cross to umpire Jets wow. Cross from Ferriton Park. So it's it's incredible that I can remember exactly where I was. And you you Reedy. And KG, it was just it was it was hard. It was emotional, but geez, you, you were brilliant. Well, what what happened there? KG, who was you know a great friend of Teddy Witten, yep. he couldn't talk. He was just yeah. so choked up. So it started with three of us, and Reedy also got a bit emotional. I thought, gee, and we're looking around left and right up at the commentary box of the MCG, and grown men were crying. Just um, you know, people you didn't expect to be crying. It was. When he came round with Neil Curley and he's waving to the crowd and he's blind, he can't see a thing. And yet he's making out he can hear and see everybody. And that, to me, was probably one of the the great days of football, Malcolm. Emotion. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a more emotionally charged day than when Teddy came around. Yeah. And um, he was Mr. Football over there. Yes. He, he just loved his Vicks. And, yeah, I remember that too. We, we had that on tape somewhere, but I... I'm not sure where that is now, but um, John Reed remembers it. KG yeah. certainly remembers it, and it was um, a really emotional day. Is there one moment that you've commentated and you've just pinched yourself, going, "I cannot believe I just called that and seen that"? Is there is there a moment that sticks um, clear? A, there was a showdown. I know I got. I, I felt really good. I, I remember the um, Angus Monfries off big yeah. off break. Yeah. Yes. I think it was the last year at Footy Park oh, and. Yeah. The Crows are leading him about 14 points with three minutes to go and Dangerfield missed a, yep. a shot at the southern end to make sure of it. And and I just, I don't know, just I just got in the flow then and everything seemed to come out just right. And we heard that back and even I got a you know a few sort of tingles listening back and Port Adelaide got up and won that game. They had no right to in the last couple of minutes. And I think I said Momfrey's uh, the biggest outbreak I've ever seen in my life. I, I see it, but I don't believe it. It all came out the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was Crows kicked 30 goals and Chris McDermott were trying to get them up to the 30 against the Bombers and finally did it with a, you know, with about 10 seconds ago. He said, hallelujah. But it was, I think Kenny McGregor might have kicked the goal. But sometimes you, you get it right. Um, the endings, uh, just lately, if, if there is, um, you've got to you've got to think what result it may be. Particularly a big game, whether it's a grand final, like in 2017. If the Crows won, you've obviously got to, you know, you're ready to really sort of blow blow their bags. But it was Richmond, and I, I was quite happy with the. Even though the Crows lost that game, I, I think I gave Richmond enough credit because they were they were awesome that day yeah, too. And were. once again, the words came out pretty well. Sometimes they don't, other times they do, but. There's a couple of, I think I could mention. And what about from a SNFL point of view? I mean, obviously you've uh, um, reeled off 35 of them, so there's got to be a favourite moment there. You've, you've talked about centrals yeah, a bit uh, earlier on. North Adelaide early winning 91, because I just 
left a couple of years earlier. That was great because most of those guys had played footy with. The, and another emotional one was the 2002 when Sturt won under Brent Phillips. Yeah. And two days later, the guys are in yeah, Bali. Oh, yeah. I'd gone to America and I remember being in, in New York. Uh, um, and no, actually, I was in Las Vegas, actually, MGM. And I heard that half the Sturt team had been killed. And I thought, you were kidding me. Like, I'm trying to bring people back then and see what's going on. But mm-hmm. that was incredible to think that they've gone from pure joy and elation. They lose their team manager. And they used one of their um, young players and a lot of people got hurt. And Malcolm, you'd know, a lot of had yeah. scars, yeah. not just the physical scars like Julian Burton and all these guys, but it, it, mentally they still wake up and and just see and hear that noise of the yeah. bombing. So that Central District, as I mentioned, unbelievable. But one of the best games, even though it was played in atrocious conditions, was last year's um, Nord North. Oh. North looked like they had the game wrapped up you know, right into the basically last 90 seconds. And it was played in awful conditions. It rained most, mostly, I don't know what the score was, Malcolm, 7 to 6 uh, or something. 8-11 really to 8-10, eight, eight, oh, yes, I can uh, oh, I certainly you quite, might know that. quote that <laughs> off by heart. Well, he's sitting here in front of me with the King Panos uh, T-shirt on right now. Yes, yes. Well, well, but Norwood, I mean, as I said, I sort of had a foot in both camps, wanted North to win, but Norwood would be next best thing. And, the way they came back and the way the guys played the footy in that really tough conditions, I thought, what a credit to the Sandfall. And that's got to be up there. When uh, when any game goes to the last few seconds, you're not sure who's going to win. And you don't even know when the bell's going to go, the siren. That's So you're commentating and think, you're just expecting to go any time. And, uh, and when it did, Nord were in front. So even the last one of all the... Of all the thirty-four, that that's right up there too. Seventeen a, points down at the at the eighteen-minute mark of the last quarter, eight goals to five. It, it's still yep. staggering, really. And, and the North Adelaide lad kicked it out of bounds on the full. Any yes. score probably would have won it for him. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, but that's footy. Yeah, it is. And, and Norden Port from a few years earlier, where it was quite tight until the last yep. couple of minutes as well. So yep. there's been some absolute no, there's, beauties. There's been some some wonderful games. Um, I like calling centrals because they were so um, well. They had such a great side. That you mentioned the Gowans boys yeah. and Heath Hopwood, Marco Bello. Uh, they they had a very very strong side and coach coached beautifully by Roy, um, Roy Laird particularly. Um, to do what they did in, in a over a decade, I don't think we ever see that again. They were just so dominant and uh, still catch up with the Gowans boys now. We play golf at Tea Tree Gully together, so um, they're the best recruits I think ever because they come as a as a double, two oh, for one. Incredible. And just their sheer influence on oh. the competition, you know, nine flags. It's it's just ridiculous. Well, it's back yeah. to your own footy career. Like so eighty five, eighty six, you're playing the losing grand final. You're having your best year in eighty seven. You and I have spoken privately about this, you know, Glenn Goss. It just had to be incredibly frustrating and miss eighty seven. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's funny for twenty years I denied I played in it now. People think I did. I said I got third best and they believe you. But um, <laughs> it was about round 19 or 20 yeah. and it was behind the play. I know things happen in football, but it was it didn't have to be done. I, and he just got me the perfect opportunity. I landed awkwardly, landed on the point of my shoulder. And it was a 16-week injury and I had two or three, you know, for, so I knew I was yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but in a way, I think it – Helped shape in my media career. I played the the next year and broke my arm, my leg, my sh- uh, yeah, broke my arm, rested my shoulder, 
And uh, at the end of the that season, um, KG rang me up and said, do you want to come and, and commentate on football? Or just come and, you know, go around the grounds. That's what you'd be doing. But he said, I can assure you that things will open up. And if you start here, and things did open up. Yeah. So 87 was a great year. The boys won it by 15. I could have sat on the bench. I think Mike Armfield and Wayne Slattery did. They got three minutes each on the ground. Yeah. So I could perhaps sat there, yeah. but to watch Darren Jarman in full flight and yeah. get a bit of uh, payback from the yeah. Bay beat us up the previous two years. Yeah, it was great. Your last game, as it turned out, your last game, a crazy injury. You've broken your arm colliding with Matty Benson's head. I went to spoil the ball um, and I didn't give him my fist. I got him with my wrist and uh, yeah, my arm basically just snapped and I knew I was in a bit of trouble there. So went off and broken the arm in two places. I think I got chalky bones. Now yeah. I've had eight or nine, eight or nine breaks over over the years and um, broken just about everything: legs, arms, wrist, shoulder, bone in my back. I played in '86 with a broken bone in my back, and I stood Stephen Copping, and he had been in hospital with an epidural the Thursday, so we sat on the boundary all day. And the eye that was got near the ball, it was incredible. <laughs> and Will, you've also been through a lot personally. Look, incredible. You're married to a lovely lady. Uh, uh, Jenny involved a bit, you know, personally with Jenny w- was involved with Ben's cricket, you know, at Pembroke and at Paynham. She was a fantastic person, uh, incredible what she did for your two. And then now Gail now, and Gail's relationship with both your kids and the openness of what Melissa puts on Facebook, etc. It's, yeah, there's certainly some highs and lows there, Wilts. Yeah, it was 10 years ago on February the 9th, which um, it seems amazing. As I said, sometimes it seems a hundred years ago. Other yeah. t- other times seems like yesterday. And the good thing about Jenny, she always stay young. She's only 50, 51 when she passed away, and we got photos still up in the house now. And she she looks just so young. And I always got by by thinking of the the really good times. We we're married twenty eight years, and together a couple of years, two or three years before that. So we had a long association. And she's a great mum, great person. Every, I mean, she had 600 people plus at her funeral, yeah. which is incredible. For um, it's just bursting at the seams at, at Centennial Park, and she she would have said, "What's the fuss? What are these yeah, people doing exactly here?" But what Jim would have said, "Unbelievable turnout!" And I, you know, I, I still think about him. I said to Melissa, "You know, something good's come out of something bad because had your mum not passed away, you would not be with two beautiful young boys now and a husband in America and living yeah. a." A beautiful life, and she, I think she can see that, you know. The you know, and I said, Your mum's watching over you, you know what's going on. Uh, there's an incredible thing happened. I don't know if I've told you the story, Malcolm. Um, and Melissa's wedding was in Hawaii and up in the mountains, and we couldn't get any radio reception. And we're driving through there, she wanted me to show the the um, where we're having the day before where the wedding was, big ballroom at a golf club there. As we get into reception, the the song as we went into the golf club was the song that was um, I chose for her at a funeral. And we and I had not heard that song. It's by Enrique Iglesias. Uh, I had not heard that song since that day. And as we're driving, she's about to, to get married, the song comes up and we both looked at each other and said, you are kidding me. So I said, see, your mum's looking over you. So... Yeah, we've just got good memories, Malcolm. I, yeah. don't, I, don't, I try not to think of anything yeah. um, too bad. It's all, all good. And now, as you said, I've got a beautiful partner in Gail.
Yeah. Mate, uh, I have to ask, uh, we know you as Wields, but is there any other nicknames that you've ever gone by? Go the Malt. I was called, uh, called Malt, I don't know why, Malt uh, at North Adelaide. The coach still called, Mike Nannan still calls me Malt, all the footballers do. I was called Ness at Cricket Wilderness, uh, from the Wilderness. <laughs> um, and Matt, then it was Wields and Wildo. Probably Wields is the one that's stuck for the... For the longest, but um, Greg Block calls me Wildo. There's everyone's got different uh, little sayings, but um, I mean, Stephen Rowe calls me the Kenyan. I'm not sure where he got that from. I think in the in the wilderness. So that's how <laughs> Rowe's mind thinks. Not that but, you're running and running and running. Yeah, <laughs> Rowe's always uh, different. Yeah, probably Malt, Malt is a footballer. Ness is a cricketer, and, and Wilds now. I look Wilds. Absolute pleasure to ha- have you involved. Um, yeah, great. Appreciated your friendship, obviously, over the years. And, yeah, look forward to uh, being a caller on SEN. I was we, on with you briefly last night, and it, it is the, the issue of concussion with this legal thing where it's going. Who knows? The end ramifications for that may well be the biggest thing ever in sport. And It could kill the game. game. If, yep. if I heard Darren Jarman tonight's um I've never seen Darren knocked out but he's he's applying for it too and if they pay one and they open the floodgates yeah, oh. uh, AFL will go broke yeah as I, simple as that I that's why I made the point I think you if you know your young lad is a good footballer he wants to play we all know there's a risk you might have to sign a waiver to say you look we're aware of the sure if you get king hit or whatever you can sue that person or sue but if it's just an accidental knock, look what happened to Jamie Carr. F- fell off a horse. Yeah. He could have died. Yeah, uh, boxers, when they walk in the ring, they know they could be killed. I mean, we know there's Phil Hughes got killed by a short ball from Sean Abbott. Yeah. Now look, there's a risk in everything yeah. you do. And that's why I hope um, all this litigation, I know there's a few lawyers around town that want to jump on the bandwagon, but they'll kill the game. Because AFL won't be able to get insurance. Going to go out and sue my car when I drive home in a minute, yeah. And that it's it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's it is absolutely crazy. I, I'm re- I knew it was coming, um, and that. But yeah, I'm just, I just yeah, can't I, see I how people all, aren't seeing the whole picture. It's all part and parcel of playing sport. Everybody said they're knocks, and I certainly don't blame, you know, my playing footy for the broken bones and yeah. a few injuries. That's that's. We know that there's a chance you could get hurt. I was unlucky. I missed about, you know, 50 or 60 league games I was out. The other guys, Russell Ebert, missed three. I think one was a poke in the eye. So David Tiller never missed a game. It's it's luck of the draw. Yeah. But I, my biggest worry is a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon too. There's some genuine cases where people are really not in a good way. But yeah. suddenly it's gone from, you know, 10 people to 20. I think there's about 150 people now. Yeah, and putting their hand up, and that that could kill sport. It really could. I'm afraid, as I said last night, we're becoming a litigious society. We're copying America in so many different ways, and yeah, you know, I just I think people, as we said, we always know. Hey, just because you happen to be better at footy, you know, I was limping at a Nord Nord function one night, and Matthew Bartamucci said, "Oh, what have you done?" And I replied, "Hey, Barter, just because you happen to be good at footy and I happen to be shit ass, it doesn't mean injuries don't injuries <laughs> don't differentiate." And it's you know, I'm sorry, it, we all know we can get injured, we all know we can you know, car accident, etc., and yet we're going to sue at the drop of a hat. Nah, no. Nah. And and it's not a fair system either. But you could have played Pulteney all your life yeah. or Pembroke or whatever. 
uh, or Norwood Union, and you could have the same effects and the same knocks, but you've got nowhere to go to sue. Yeah. They've got the AFL to sue, and uh, and and the C's players are doing it to each other. You know, half the concussions are the players that have been involved. That, that's the reason why they're getting it. I think they've got to take some of their pay, Malcolm, and put it to a fund. Yeah, you know, I agree. Fight, get paid agree. so well, so put it towards a fund, and if someone is seriously, you know, and genuinely hurt or got problems or issues or can't work, they can get reimbursed out of that fund. Oh, look, and I think if there's an, an instant lock... Okay, let's just use the Tony Lockett one on... Um, Peter Caven. On, oh, there was a Peter Caven and the West Coast guy um, and that. No, that was Barry Barry, Barry Hall. Hall. Sorry, yeah, Barry Hall with that. Let's... Yeah, yeah yes, that that's different again, you know, yeah. but I'm sorry, concussion in general, you know... Nah. It, it's a fine balancing act, and the game is definitely more sanitised now than it has been. Oh, it is, and it had to be. You know, if, if you want to play, once again, if you want to play the game, you ask any seventeen-year-old, "Do you want to play or and, and risk?" It? Say, of course, I want to play. This is yeah. my dream. Yeah, but it's no good. No good. Twenty years later, saying, "Oh, AFL didn't do enough for me." That right at the moment, they're doing everything to minimise. You know, they've taken all the thuggery out. They've made it far, you know, certain far more open in cases. So I, I, I don't want to see people just throwing the finger at and pointing the finger at the AFL. I really don't. Footy, footy collisions are going to happen. Yeah, it's as well, simple as that. Footy's a collision sport, just Correct. like the NRL. It's a, that's you know the you could get hurt going for a mark and fall, taking a specky, falling back on your head. I've seen people knocked out mm. like that. So you're going to sue They've yourself. landed awkwardly. So just sue, sue the yourself AFL for that. Yeah, or sue yourself. Yeah, you shouldn't have jumped. <laughs> Bad decision. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Crazy, mate. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll uh, we'll get you out on here. We'll get you out of here on this one here. Uh, how do you think the Crows and the Port are going to go this year? Um, I think Port Adelaide might just sneak in the eight. I'm not as bullish as some people on them. And uh, I sat in with Matthew Nix last week, and they are very keen. They think they'll go forward, and I think they'll win a couple more games than they did last. Maybe get up towards the ten wins yeah. and. Yep. But I've said for a long while, I think you'll see the passing of the bat and end of year. Port will finish ahead next year. I'm positive the Crows will finish ahead of Port Adelaide. So Port have been up for quite a while. Crows have been down for quite a while. And it's just natural yep. progression to get a, you know, players in and a few more draft picks. Yep. I, I, I think the Crows in a couple of years will be well ahead of Port Adelaide. Certainly two different recruiting st- strategies with uh, Port sort of going with the more tried and true recruits, whereas the Crows have started from ground zero almost. Oh, let's yeah, not Matthew Nick made France. the point. He, Matthew Nick said they won't recruit anyone with a birth date after 1997 or before 1997. doesn't matter who it is. Right, they yeah. uh, they want players there for five or six years. So um, Smart strategy. That's why Dawson, you know, they got Dawson, they got Keys, they got Rankin. These are the guys they're recruiting in. They've all got to be under 25. And it makes sense, I think, because yeah. they've started right from scratch where yeah. – Porter trying to top up, you know, have another tilt this year. Yep, yep, very much so. Mate, we uh, we can't let you go without giving you your radio show a plug, so floor's yours. Yeah, we, we're on with um, uh, every, well, Monday to Thursday from 6 to 7 with Malcolm Blight. It's on SEN and also Cruise, simulcast in, and I'll be also calling the footy on SEN, which um, it go, goes right around Australia, and hopefully I can get a chance to do a couple of games in Melbourne. That's one of the reasons why. I actually crossed over, so I just want to end in my uh, footy calling, perhaps calling a few non Crows and Port games. Yeah. I've done many, yeah, many of those. Years. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and I think it can be done if I if I went over there 
for the weekend. They could give me a game Saturday, Sunday, come back Monday for the show, and um, I'd really enjoy that. So I'll probably get that organised, at least to, you know, one or two games in Melbourne this year. I'm sure Gail can uh, have a weekend shopping in Melbourne. She managed to fit that in too, Mutt. Yeah, mum and dad live there, Malcolm, and yeah. the uh, Royal Melbourne Golf Course, and her sister's over there. So a couple of my mates, remember Dave Robinson, one of my yes. good mates, yep. um, he's over there. So I know plenty of people in Melbourne, but, yeah, we'd have a bit of fun if we do it for sure. Yeah, your old fire brigade mates, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. If, well, if Hutchie's listening, uh, put you on the uh, rotation for some of the Melbourne games. I'd be definitely listening <laughs> for sure. I just want to prove to the Melbourne boys that, you know, South Australians can call footy as well. It's not all about Victoria. Absolutely. Yes. yes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Mate, mate, I really enjoyed it, you guys. Uh, keep up the good work and, uh, yeah, it was a good chat. Thank Thanks, you very Rich. much, mate. See you, boys. See ya. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. We've just been speaking with David Wildey and that was absolutely magnificent just going through his career, not only from a commentating point of view, but football and cricket and some of the events that that he's been involved with and talking about some of those grand finals was fantastic. And personal side and of personal, life as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah great chat with Wilds. He, he's, yeah, someone I, whose friendship I value highly. Yeah, he's a, he's a good man, Wilt. Absolutely, and we thank him for his time tonight and certainly be replaying that as part of a special series that we're actually going to be putting together over the next couple of weeks with all the special guests. That will be released on Tuesday afternoons at 12 o'clock and it'll be just the interviews that we've done. So Beautiful. please listen in and if you see the um, image come up on your podcast subscribers, please make sure you have a listen to that, some of those wonderful interviews once again. And give us a like and a follow, etc. Absolutely. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe.